1: Load at the There's a scratch off ticket Sitting next to your picture We always choked you take all of the Run off in the night and Take to the skies Leave me down train
2: Let's talk about wearing out these wings.
3: Yeah, this is another fun one. Fun is probably the the wrong word because the song itself is not entirely fun. It's it's pretty mournful, a little sad, a little mysterious. But writing it was very fun. I think this was the last song I wrote for the record. Um, And it was during quarantine, actually. We were writing over Zoom. Brian and I have written over Zoom prior to the pandemic because he's in Austin and I'm in Nashville now. So we were somewhat accustomed with the zoom co-write and we wrote it late at night because i've had my hands full during the days a lot recently but we wrote it pretty late at night and we were having a drink and we were kind of catching up and we didn't have any real agenda we knew that we could probably use another song or two for the record but we didn't have anything super specific that we wanted to write but Brian had this title. He threw out wearing out these wings, and I was like, "Yes, I want to write what that story is." And neither of us knew what that story was, so we got to sort of dig in from complete scratch and just make up an entire world, um, entire cast of characters, and we kind of approached writing it like you would write like a short film or a you know movie script or something where you're just. Totally creating a world from scratch, we landed on you know long haul trucker who's missing somebody, and we didn't want to give too much away. We didn't want anybody to know why this person's missing someone or where that person went, but we just wanted to dive into like the specifics of this moment in that person's life. And ultimately, the more we kind of slogged away at it, it got to the point where we're like, this character is really coming out of our subconscious here because it's really someone like the person in this song could very easily be the person talking to his son and here's looking at you kid or he could very easily be the person asking the question where are you lonesome on that song so while i say we didn't you know have much of an agenda when we started writing it the second we started writing this thread this theme sort of crept back in pretty quickly
2: i got that this was a song about a trucker and being on the road and I had never heard the phrase with a drop and hook load out of Tulsa, uh-huh. but it made a ton of sense to me.
3: Yep. When we were deciding who this person was and what he did, Brian threw out the idea. He was like, I don't know. I kind of have this feeling. He's like, a, you know, drives you know long haul truck or something like that. And my head like exploded because like a few weeks prior, and I told him this story when I was like, that's exactly who we're writing it about. And I'll tell you why I had gone on some, this is really random, but like a week or two prior I had done like a deep dive on long haul truck drivers. There's like, I don't know what made me chase this rabbit down the hole, but I spent like two or three hours one night slash early morning digging into this like interesting subculture of truck driver YouTube channels um, (laughs) where you can like, I mean, I guess for some, you know, for a writer, I guess it's pretty good insight into someone's world. Right. Um, So I spent like all this time, like watching these truck drivers, YouTube channels and the way they communicate with each other and sort of day in the life type of stuff. And I was just totally infatuated with it. So when he said that, I was like, I've got some stuff we can dig into for that. And that's another one of those examples of before we were talking about when you think you have an idea worth pursuing. Like, I don't know why I spent three and a half hours that night <laughs> going down that YouTube hole watching videos about truck drivers, but I was just like, there's something here. There's something so, so, so compelling in all of this. And like, it's interesting enough for me to, you know, stay up and click again and watch more and keep going down. Like, this surely will turn into something. I had no idea what it was gonna turn into. But when Brian said wearing out these wings, and then said truck driver, was like we've got something. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. Like we we even like we started um, trying to find images of what we thought the guy would look like. Um, so we were like, you know, we were on Zoom and we had our messages open as well, and like we were sending each other images of just like random guys uh, <laughs> that were like, does this look truck driver? Like- guys. Yeah, yeah. Or even like I think the image that we ultimately landed on as being our guy, which I don't think we'll ever share with anybody because I think everyone creates their own image of what this guy looks like. I think the image that we were actually working off of wasn't a truck driver at all. He was, it was a portrait of a farmer that a good friend of mine had taken. I was looking at my friend's photography website and he's a brilliant portrait photographer. And I was like, I think this guy has like the look. And I sent that picture over and he's like, yeah, that'll be our guy. Not that any of that matters because it helps set the world for us, but I think to anyone who listens to it, you know, they're going to create their own image of what that person looks like. But it was just another example of like really trying to create something out of nothing and like imagining yourself in a world that maybe you're not familiar with, but maybe it's one you've researched, like driving
2: trucks. Where does the association with wearing out these wings and truck drivers come from
3: yeah so two things there is we use it as a way of there there's a line in there that he looks to the sky right and from there you could be like maybe it's just a bird flying up in the air alongside the truck driver looks outside his window and you know he sees this bird flying and that you know distracts him and takes him to this other place another way to look at it is wearing out these wings is just the tires on the truck. Right. My first thought when Brian threw out the idea of wearing out these wings, that it was, you know, someone with angelic qualities, who's like gone to the dark side. And he was like, oh, I hadn't even thought of angels. Right. And I was like, for whatever reason, my, my brain went wings, angels and wearing them out, which means like fading.
2: Either a bird or an angel. Right. That yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like it seemed so obvious to me, right? It was his idea. But to me, like it was kind of making all of those things work in a way that wanted to leave it a little bit mysterious, I guess.
2: Yeah. There's a mysterious, lonely darkness.
3: Yeah. And and really, I think that's where we wanted to leave it, right? Like there were a couple moments where we were about to give a little bit more away and it just didn't feel right. The song just made more sense if it was just like leaving more unknown. Yeah, you kind of end it with these ooh, ooh, oohs, just this
2: observational ooh. Yeah,
3: that's awesome that you pick up on that. Um, How better to leave it open-ended than to not sing words, right? (laughs)
2: Right. And like nothing more needs to be said than an emotional guttural word like ooh.
3: Right, yeah, and and you're just kind of lost in it, right? Like you're still trying to figure it out, you're still trying to understand... Who he is, where he's going, where he's been, and you know something happened, but you don't know what, and that's kind of enough. We used a baritone guitar in that baritone electric, and it made it super spooky. And
2: I was wondering, was is that a bass? I said to myself, I wrote, is that a bass? It's a different kind of sound than a bass. Yeah, a lot of songwriters, you know, and musicians, you know, are sort of challenged to play fast, but you. Decisively start this off with these bass guitar whole notes and organs notes.
3: Yeah, we had to set the stage pretty early, right? That it was just going to be the a bit mysterious, right? And I think the way we were able to do that was with that heavy droney baritone guitar right at the beginning. It just kind of it's kind of like a gut punch straight from the get go, and then the mellotron comes in at the very end as this sort of like. Hopeful, aspirational moment of like, maybe everything's okay, or, you know, we don't know. So it starts with that really heavy gut punch, but by the end of it, there's hope left in it. When we were recording it, not necessarily when we were writing it, but it pretty quickly felt like a type of song that you end an album on. I'm a sucker for the last song on albums. I tend to, those always tend to be my favorites, first and last. I'm, for whatever reason. In well sequenced albums, I always feel like the last song means a lot. When we finished all of these, at the time, I think we had like eight or so songs left, and I was like, "Chasing Ballads" has to be the last song. It's just, and we had already recorded it, um, and we had left the ending of "Chasing Ballads" like really wide open, and it was supposed to be like you know you're sort of riding off into the sunset at the end of the the record. But then we wrote this one, or sorry, we tracked this one. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is kind of a contender for that like last." punctual moment too. One of the ways we fixed that was when it came to sequencing is we put it as the end to side A of what would be the vinyl. And that kind of scratched that itch for me is like, it gives you that, especially with the majority of people listening to the record are going to do so digitally, and they're not going to know they have to flip over to side B when they, <laughs> when they when they finish that song. But for what it's worth, I do think if you were to sit down and even if you were streaming the record and you've listened to it start to finish it does hit you with a pause, right? Like, and you do come out of that song and, you know, you feel like, oh, there, there's space here. Like something, the first act is over. And then we start back up with, here's looking at you kid mentioned before, it just comes in on just the drums. Right. And it's like kind of a reset. And of course that song is all about, you know, that, pretty major reset in one's life and moving forward um so sorry that's a tangent about sequencing that (laughs) to me is like an important aspect of trying to put together a more in-depth story
2: but it's almost like a a legacy concept in the way music is being released on spotify it's i get it it makes sense
3: yeah and i think it's okay I, I'm actually going to release a single in February that I think is very much just going to be a single. I, I don't think I'll ever want to put it as a part of a greater work, whether it's like a four song EP or whether it's an LP, it just feels like this song exists on its own and it's going to be released <laughs> that way. So I, I totally get it. I, I, it meant a lot to me to put together a full album and to try to tell a story that way. It was fulfilling and, I, and I'm glad I went down that road.
2: Well, for my listeners, you can go to our website and listen to the Bo Armstrong songbook. And I will try to remember to put the songs in that order, but we put the songs in the order that we discuss them in the episode on there. And then you will find whatever else I could find on Spotify for that Bo has written out there. So if you just want an afternoon of listening to Bo Armstrong songs, you can listen to the Bo Armstrong songbook on our website.
0: Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply grand canyon university an affordable private christian university is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country offering more than 270 programs online in addition to federal grants and aid gcu's online students received nearly 130 million dollars in institutional scholarships in 2022.